and the clock has started. This is episode 139, recording May 10th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson. This week we are going to be discussing uh, Invincible, RE8, some more snappenings, uh, negative space coming to the Switch, question mark, and more. To do that, I have with me as always, Mr. Shannon Snapmore. How you doing, Jim? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, my life is a buzz with color uh, now that I'm uh, playing the Pokemon Snaps. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's great. It's uh, awakened something inside of me that I uh, didn't know I needed. And that's joy. <laughs> it's joy. Yes, pure joy. <laughs> um, and putting negative space on the Switch, Mr. Justin Tub Carter. Justin, how you doing? Did you... you... If I do manage to somehow build a version of it using the little $30 Nintendo build-a-game thing, I'll never hear the end of it. The question now becomes, if you use their $30 tool and you make a negative space game that crushes it in the game market, do they get a portion of the sales of your game? See, I didn't... I So I watched... I don't know if I watched the full trailer for that thing or not. Like, I know, so like with Roblox and stuff, I know... There's like Roblox devs and stuff that build games that you can sell within Roblox and stuff. Now with this, I don't know if you are actually like selling like your game like through their th- maker thing or if you can just download like projects or whatever to like other people's kind of like Mario Maker and stuff. You can download like other people's levels or games or whatever to play. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it seems very Roblox-esque, but they, they definitely didn't make it seem like there was going to be a store or anything like that. Yeah, so. and I kind of pray that it's not because Nintendo's good at a lot of things, but online marketplaces and internet connectivity <laughs> in their games is not one of those strong suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- anytime things with Nintendo and internet come up, I'm always skeptical. <laughs> I just got to say that. Um, so, so how was your guys weekend? Good. Get up to any shenanigans? Uh, I Shen- did. Shenanigans? I, I did my first resin pour this weekend. Um, oh, yeah? yeah. It was, um, and a bit. My, ex- my experience, my experience with resin, uh, goes back to college and I haven't done that in a long time, but I'm guessing <laughs> you're talking a different kind of resin. Yes. An, so. an epoxy resin. Yes. Oh, um, oh, okay. so, um, yeah, I, I want to get into uh, furniture making, um, and find out like, you know, where my groove is. Um, you know, wood seemed a little, um, you know, Ambitious. it seems good, but expensive. Um, so yeah, epoxy I felt was a little less expensive on the scale of things. Um, yeah, it did not go well, though. Um, so, you know, I learned some things. Um, I'm going to dust myself off and um, try again. Well, you know, like Alfred says, why do we fall down so we can get back up? And then fall down again. 
You know, I figure you need 10,000 hours to get good at something, and if I continually put in five hours a week at this, I will probably be there by the time I'm, like, 60. <laughs> you're like, 10,000 hours to get good. Cut, hard cut to the, like, prison wall and Shannon scratching it <laughs> in two. Like, shh, shh. You, you walk into Shannon's house, and it's just, like, piles of half-unfinished chairs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stacked to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> Next, next to half-finished 3D-printed projects. It's like a table with two wooden legs, one resin leg, and then the other one's just a stack of, like... Well, it's like 3D-printed 3D hexagons. So, so, I mean, could, could you go a little deeper? Like, why would you even want to do this? It's fun. Is it? Is it? Because I'll, I'll be honest. Like, you're telling me all this, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'd be, like, on the bottom of my list. Like... Let's let's get a bunch of resin and make a huge. I don't know. I you know what it like uh, it the, it it lets me do something like I I work on elevators right and like mm-hmm. that I it it's fun to an extent right but this is like you know there's no time frame there's no time crunch I don't have anybody like hassling me to do anything this is like all my own work like whatever i want to like envision this to be like i can take time to like stare at it and think about it and like mm-hmm. you know try to learn the process like to me that is um that's calming um you know i like to see something that i envision in my head take shape like in front of me and put it together um so yeah it's fun i mean i drink a couple beers maybe one too many which is why the pour didn't turn out that well mm-hmm. uh, and mm. you know it, you know, it, it is starting to make sense why it fell apart on you. <laughs> well, it didn't fall apart. The problem is, is it stuck too too good together, too fast. Um, you know, I also didn't take I, into account the amount of heat that that chemical reaction puts off in such mm. a large quantity. Uh, you know, because I was making this table, so I was gonna pour like five gallons of it into this mold that I made, and uh, yeah, the heat. Oof. Interesting. Interesting. It was not a... uh, Hopefully you were in a well-ventilated area. I will say. I said, (laughs) hopefully, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, see, what you have to understand is, you know, some people, you know, play Sudoku. Some people buy a new car in their midlife crisis. Shannon builds furniture. (laughs) We all all have our things. We all have our things. I ain't hating, you know. You I'm laugh, just... but when you come out here and we do our little magic deck, like you know, building draft, I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Ju- hey, Justin, sweep, 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 sweep." Here you go, and it's gonna be a Shannon product shizzle. Mine is. I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna like. There's gonna be a rusty like folding chair that looks like <laughs> if it scratched my leg, I'd have to go to the hospital. And then your Elon Musk 3D printed chair, and I'm like, I'll take my chances. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those chairs where like you sit in the middle because it's got like you know those straps, but the straps are actually just like there for show. And when you sit down on it, there's like a little wooden rod that's gonna go right in your bee hole. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna look like one of those like where you go to like Scottsdale fashions, like one of those fancy where it's like shaped like a hand, and you're like sitting in the palm. <laughs> But it's just like a middle finger instead. Yeah. <laughs> Spy kids shit. Well, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Discord and where uh, Jordan and Mike have been throwing around horrible drinks they've been purchasing and consuming. Um, Jordan's impressive collection of uh, Mountain Dew tops. That no, those are monster tops. Are monster, monster tops. Monster tops, sorry. That uh, made me shudder upon sight 
Like that I'm was surprised. one of his... I'm surprised with all those monster drink can tops that he didn't have like the largest kidney stone known to man. Yeah. It's like new roadside attraction out there. <laughs> like, stop by and see the world's largest kidney stones. It's just like glowing green boulder in his front yard. Yeah, like the only thing that came to mind was like that movie Role Models where like uh, they're both in the urinal after they've been slut. They're like yeah. been peddling their like green. Yeah, bull. <laughs> that bull energy drink. Like, oh, what oh, was the name of that is... stuff? Yeah, like oh, drink yeah, bull or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jordan I've... should take a video of the jar all the way around, and then so we, people on Discord can guess how many monster <laughs> tops are in it. Yeah, but then somebody's got to count it. Well, he apparently already knows the amount. I guessed 666, and he said I was way off, so he obviously knows. Mm, or maybe he's just so confident. Maybe like he like lifts up his shirt and just counts the stitches from getting his gallbladder removed after pounding them all. I mean, the, the sad part. I thought the sad part of the whole thing was when I found out that he slams a can every time Shannon calls him Justin. Like that was. Really sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Shannon slowly killing him. He walks to the stop and go and gets a new can. <laughs> Every time. I'm sorry, Justin. I mean Jordan. I'm sorry. Oh no. Uh, oh god. I can't stop. I can, I can hear I can hear the can opening from here. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> but yes, if you would like to join us on the Discord to discuss awful energy drinks and uh nostalgic food choices and um how Mike is upset with RE8 because apparently you watch a lot of it and don't get to play a lot of it, but we'll cover that in a bit. Um, come on by. It's fun. We have, we have good people over there. Uh, so when I was making uh, <laughs> allusions to negative space on the Switch, uh, it came out this last week that Nintendo, uh, we talked, touched on it earlier, but they're building the Game Builder Garage to the Switch. And in the... Little, uh, you know, trailer they released with it. It kind of shows a lot of like A to B and if then and type of rudimentary rudimentary systems and graphics that you can put in and let you effectively build out a game that people can play and do. And I cannot wait to see what people come up with. I will never do it. It's kind of one of the kind of like how I feel the way about like Little Big Planet or Mario Maker or those things. It's like. People are super creative. I am not creative in that way, and I don't have that time. But I can't wait for other people to be that creative. Okay, over under real quick. How long before somebody put makes a game with dicks in it? Like, is uh, that instantaneous? Like, day one launch? Like, done? I think someone will try to day one, <laughs> but it's Nintendo, so never. Like, yeah, but... I mean, you're looking at Nintendo's eShop, which also has, like, waifu, like, senpai, like, booby, like, nudie games, like, left and right, like, all over the place on that marketplace. But, but that does not have Nintendo's brand on it. Yeah. You know, that's they're, the only thing. Yeah, if this was Nintendo. if this was Capcom's game builder, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Day one, no problem. <laughs> but... Yeah, there's hmm. Nintendo selling a prostitute, and then there's a prostitute standing next to Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah, that it's is, uh... that is a stunningly accurate metaphor, Justin. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so you see, you see yourself playing with this at all? You know, being our resident uh, game dev here. 
Mr. Yo, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it, and I do want to get it because I know I have a lot of game dev friends who are also going to get it, so I'm mm-hmm. sure they're going to make a lot of crazy stuff. I'm also kind of wondering, too, um, like, how... Because, like, Nintendo likes to do a lot of cease and desist stuff on fan games. Like, I'm wondering if someone basically tried to build, like, Metroid or Zelda within yeah. it, like, how they'll feel about that. Like... I, I mean, almost wonder can... if Nintendo like steals that thunder and just does it yeah. as part of the game package. Like as part of a look what you can do. Like here, we built Mario yeah, like 1-1. A sample project. Yeah. Like here you go. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. My biggest surprise with this too is the fact that it has a price point of $29.99 for mm-hmm. a first party Nintendo game. That's pretty much unheard of since most anything Nintendo is going to be $60 forever. Like, yes. So um, actually you you raise a really good point. I bet that that almost I yeah, I'm wrapping my head around this as as we're talking, but I'm guessing that probably means there is not a lot of content in the game. They're probably relying on people making things in it to upload. Yeah, I figured it was a balance between that and getting the price point low enough that, you know, it's easily accessible to everybody like instead of being like $60 and stuff it's something that like a kid could like with allowance money or something get and stuff and I think that's kind of their target demographic is trying to get the younger generation like into programming and give them like everyone has a switch like give them like the opportunity to kind of start getting into this now so Mm -hmm. then eventually they can like as they get older or whatever, like start exploring other avenues of game design and stuff. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'm going to need you to do, Justin, is you do pick up this game. I'm going to need you on your Skype profile to change negative space coming in 2020 question mark to 2022 question mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to, it's not going to be called negative space. So it'll be like, it'll be like, I don't even know. I, I don't have a creative name. I mean, be Mar- like Mario, Mario space sounds awful. Don't do that. Yeah. And they did galaxy already. So I thought for sure Shannon was going to ask me as soon as I get it to try and make a game with Dixon in it. <laughs> immediately get my Nintendo ID yeah. like, banned from the servers. Yeah. Can you, can you go dick full dick waifus in there and just, you know, go nuts? Like literally it'd be great. Like that's the point of the game. I was like, weren't we talking about dick waifus last week? And now it's like full circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why people listen to our show and the numbers that they do. <laughs> we, we bring the topics. Yeah. Uh, For the two shout listeners out to, in Russia. Yeah, shout out to the people in India. Stay safe. Mask up out there. It's getting, it's getting hectic, but thank you for yeah, listening Ch- in India. Chile, too. Gotta watch out in Chile. Oh, Long Chile. Up. Nice. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. But yeah, I, I thank you to all our international listeners. We appreciate it. I know. It. It's so crazy. So crazy to think that, like, you know, somebody's out there just, like, chilling in Chile right now, and they're just like, I'm going to download that Pixel Life. Yeah. Fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a callback. We haven't had that in a minute. People note that down, that this is the first time Shannon's house phone's rung in probably, like, 30 what? episodes. Yeah, it's been like six months, maybe, that we've had no... Yeah, tell, 
Look, Shannon's writing down the timestamp. Don't fucking edit it out, pussy. Like, this is what people come for. <laughs> you know, I was just talking about, I was just going to make a comment about how we've, like, you know, evolved into, like, a much more well-rounded podcast. And now the answering machine's going off. Well, I, dude, I got it. I, got <laughs> yes. it. I, I can't. Come on, dude. Like, this is just killing me. Okay, well, you can leave, you can cut out the answering machine. We got to leave the phone ring. You got it. It's classic. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll leave the phone. And put I still, I still, I still love that you're, you have that answering machine. That's still the best. <laughs> I know, is, like is people, on tapes? people. No, I think it's a digital one. It's like what the one of the ones that like Comcast gave people as like a phone rollout package like twenty years ago. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Dude, my parents up until probably like it was probably like three or four years ago or. I don't remember how long, but they had they still had their voice like legitimate tape voice recorder and stuff, and they had to switch like <laughs> with Cox. They gave them like new phones and stuff that have like an actual digital voice messaging system because it was like no longer supported. <laughs> They're like, nah, screw you guys. We're di- we're going all digital when the machines take over. I want people to Dude, be able to leave my, messages. <laughs> my mom was at the point one point in time, probably about six or seven years ago, where she had to tape all her she would like have the vcr in the living room to like record survivor whatever and then the vcr in the bedroom recording like this show and this show because you couldn't record them at the same time and during like the big like i don't know spring like whatever sometimes she would it was a vcr in my old bedroom so she'd have three vcrs recording different shows on different tapes wait watch six or seven years ago so like 2014 to 2015, that is what we're talking about. Like, yeah. what yeah. the? Like, what? you have HD TV at this point, and you got like fucking tracking and shit, like like <laughs> on the TV and stuff. It like wouldn't even be they wouldn't even have the HD. They'd have like the black bars on the side and stuff. Oh because, god. Like, well, <laughs> I, I now picture your mother as like an 80 year old woman that's just like, I need to watch my stories. You know, like basically, I mean, yeah, she is like sixty something now. So, bro, okay. let me tell you, bro, dude. Like, bro. my mom, like, if she could go back to that era and find technology that was readily available for th- that would integrate the HDMI TV into a VCR <laughs> and not use like component cables that were hanging out all over the place, like, she would be so on that right now. She hates technology with a passion. That's that's what you should get her for her birthday. Is go to one of those specialty sites that people that like. <laughs> yeah, solder in HDMI ports into old tech. <laughs> Send them your old VCR. Have them solder in an HDMI port into it. Be like, here, mom. I'm gonna get brained by a VCR. I'm gonna come home with a big old welt on my forehead. They're gonna be like, what happened? Then we'd be like, well, you know, I tried to do something nice, but they just laughed at me, and then I insulted them, and they hit me with a VCR that I brought down. So, uh, yeah, the, tr- the traditional Irish. Yeah, <laughs> she's like got the Netflix DVD loaded up in the weave, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, dude, she still has her Blockbuster card in her wallet. Like, I don't think there's a block. I mean, like, you know, we have to drive to Oregon to get like a. a I was gonna say uh, there yeah. hasn't been a blockbuster in the Bay Area in like twelve years. But, yeah, it's like yeah, they're all pet food express now. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny. I, I love I love old build when you drive by like businesses that used to be other things and they're all recognizable still. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that was a Taco Bell. Oh, that one was a Pizza Hut. That one was, you know, that's a blockbuster. 
it was near my parents' house, the one that used to be the Hollywood video slash Game Crazy mm-hmm. was a mattress place, which is actually where I bought my first mattress after I moved out. And yeah. then now did it's they, been a Did they accept your Hollywood story. video card? <laughs> <laughs> it was a lightly used mattress from the video game store. <laughs> yeah, from the back of the video game store. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had that... a copy of Pirates of the Caribbean stuck between the uh, <laughs> box spring. <laughs> oh, man. That... Remember? Like, well, uh, you were probably too too young for this, Justin, but uh, Warehouse uh, Records, Shannon. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had their adult video section, mm-hmm. and it was uh, like the only videos they had in it, though, were like, things like that, like parody films, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so like me and my friends in high school would go there and just laugh our asses off at some of the titles. They were like the most stupid things you've ever heard. And it's like these ridiculous covers. I mean, there was like Mindiana Jones and the temple of Poon was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it was just one of those things where like, we would just laugh our ass off at. It's like, who watches this shit? Like who's in like there? A- like, there was like a Pirates of the Caribbean one that was like the Curse of the White Pearl instead of the Black Pearl. Oh, <laughs> it was like the pearl necklace or something. I was like, oh. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, so put add to cart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like watch later. <laughs> the nineties were a weird time, you guys. They were a weird time. Um Speaking of things I, I also did in high school in the 90s, uh, Magic the Gathering. Why don't we transition? Man, damn, that was smooth. I just got to say. <laughs> um, Fine liqueur. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, the cognac of transitions. Um, net, if you will. <laughs> geez, yeah. Well, that's actually way more accurate. Thank you, Shin. Um, so part of the Wizards Summer of Legend is uh, Magic Gathering is doing a crossover with Dungeons and Dragons coming in July. Um, and it's going to be part of the Forgotten Realms area. And it's going to come to Arena, of course, and cards and all of that. Um, but apparently it's going to be like adventure based. So I think we could probably see an expansion on the uh, what's, what's the set? What's the cards Justin that have the like step one, step two, step three, like they take place over turns. Oh, the sagas sagas. Yeah. So my guess is you're probably going to see an expansion of the saga system in this. Um, we might also see more. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of the actual like adventure archetype throne of mm-hmm. Eldorain's the one that brought adventures. And I think, with I want to say with Dungeons and Dragons, Throne of Eldrain is going to finally be cycling out along with uh, a couple, I think Throne, like Corset, like 2021 or whatever. And I think uh, Ikoria or whatever are all okay. going to be cycling out. So, But you're going to see a lot of your uh, classic D&D monsters, you know, Beholders and all that stuff. I'm guessing... Your yeah, portable hole was a card that they showed. Dude, that looks true. That looks good. Yeah, actually, yeah. when I saw that card, I'm like, man, that would be super useful. <laughs> yeah, and they really have like the the one dragon or whatever. I forget. it's like some big name magic yeah. dragon and stuff. They're bringing back. I thought it was really cool too that uh for the basic lands for the set that it has flavor text on the lands. Yeah, yeah, I did think that was cool. Yeah, that was a nice touch. So uh, I'm kind of. 
kind of stoked for it. And uh, hey, guess what? This set is going to be out when Carter's come to California. So we might be able to uh, check it all out. Maybe we'll live stream some of it. We can see how it goes. So uh, what's the what's the release date on that? They, they haven't said a hard one, right? Just July. Yeah, I think so. I, I want to say I want to say it's like July fourteenth or something like that. Um. Oh, no. oh July twenty third is okay. the worldwide release. So the previews oh, begin. Yeah, we'll probably miss it by like a week. Well, actually, pre-release week is the sixteenth. So maybe we can set up some pre-release. What you're saying is we're gonna have to pre-order some from Gator Games down the street. This is what I'm saying, Shannon. Just tough choices. I mean, what we weren't gonna do that anyway. <laughs> Just, yeah, right. the thing we're the thing we were already doing. The thing damn, we've been we talking about for now. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, T- Tiamat was the the uh, dragon they showed. Yeah, uh, the dragon god. And uh, Shannon, did you ever play Blood Wars? The card game? Mm, no. So there was originally a uh, D&D car- CCG back in the day. That's a lot of letters. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> and uh, T- I- Tiamat was in that also. And it's uh, it's really fun. It was a great it was a great card game. And it's one of those things I found when I was digging through all my crap uh, a couple months back. I found all my Blood Wars cards. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh. This is a fun game that no one will ever play because I'm the only one that still has cards. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> there were like so many of those? Like once Magic got big, I mean, there yeah. was like Rage, which was like the Werewolf the Apocalypse version that of it. That was fun. Rage that was fun. fun. But like, I'm never going to play those again. There was like yeah. Animayhem, which like you had, I had, there was no way you were getting into that nope. game, but nope. that would have been right up Justin's alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was... On the Edge was a really good game. That yeah. was a really good game. Uh, there was. I want to say there was like a Vampire the Masquerade one too. Uh, like Jihad. Not... Jihad. Oh yeah, 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 Jihad. I... God damn. That it. was good. I would, I would play Jihad right now if someone <laughs> would like. The problem with Jihad is you needed four players mm-hmm. at like minimum. You needed four players. In reality, the, some of the best games of Jihad I ever had was when we, me and our friend Carlos found a group that met like every Wednesday night and it was like 10 guys. And, uh, it was this tiny little apartment in Menlo park where these like 10, you know, comic book geek guys, all of the Simpsons would all show up at the same time and, uh, sit around this massive table. This guy had this like huge conference table in the middle of this tiny apartment. It was literally the only thing in the whole front of this apartment was this <laughs> conference table and uh, chairs. And we would sit around it and play Jihad. And it was so funny because like a turn would take so long because you had 10 players that people would play magic games during the Jihad game. It's like you take your turn and then like play magic and then like come back and play. But those get those games were awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I and then that turned into Vampire the Eternal Struggle, I want to say, when people figured out Jihad was not a fun word to have mm-hmm. as a game. Uh, so right around so, 2001. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that got rebranded, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Wyvern. Wyvern was like a real simple dragon game, I remember. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Yeah. But yeah, dude, just so many card games. So much, So much money wasted on cards. Eh, I had fun. Not really. I wouldn't call it wasted. I had fun. 
I had fun mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the Star Wars CCG that was wasted. That was wasted money because mm-hmm. that game sucked and it wasn't fun. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember all of us playing that original Star Wars CCG game, like trying to convince ourselves it was fun <laughs> for for like about a week, and then one by one we were all like, "Yeah, this sucks." Yeah, because it was like it was at the height of like that card playing like mm-hmm. mania, and the decks were expensive as hell because they were mm-hmm. all like licensed like properties. So like each one like was just, I mean. For a teenager who was working a minimum wage job making like six dollars an hour, I mean it was like two or three days worth of work yeah. <laughs> to get one of those, and it sucked. <laughs> oh, you, dude, remember the worst one was the Star Trek season. Oh, game. don't even get me started on that one, dude. Like that was I gave those cards to my dad because he's like an avid Star Trek like collector, yeah. and even he didn't want those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so Justin, have you ever heard of the Star Trek CCG? No. Okay, so this came out in, I want to say, 96? Five, maybe? Yeah, okay. about that. 95, 96, somewhere around there. And and it got a lot of hype. Like, there used to be a magazine called Duelist that was all, that was like a Wizards of the Coast magazine. They put it out. And it was actually a really cool magazine. They would put, like, magic puzzles in it. Like, you'd have card layouts and be like, you can win this in four four moves. What do you do? Like that sort of stuff. It was like, you know, the chess magazine in that way. Um, but they had hyped up the Star Trek game for months before it was releasing it. Star Trek's coming. Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. And I went to high school with a bunch of fucking nerds and people were hyped about Star Trek coming because they were already playing magic. And it's like, Oh, a card game about another property I love. And the point of the game it wasn't like, Oh, this is the Klingons versus the Federation or uh, those are the two races I know, guys. Sorry, I'm not a Star Trek guy. <laughs> or like I mean, this this group versus that group. No, how you played the game was literally you like built out a story and then like shuffled the deck and tried to like deal yourself the story you're trying to tell. That puzzled look on your face is accurate because that was everyone that mm-hmm. played the game was like, this is it? Like, this is what I... What? Like, and it basically you were trying to like fuck with the other person's story and they were trying to fuck with yours, but that was the level of interaction. Like there wasn't like you were battling other people. It, it was the yeah, dumbest. That's what, that's what, when you were talking about initial, I was like, you would think that you're basically, even if you weren't doing other races or whatever, there's been enough iterations of like ships and Starfleet and like whatever that you could basically build out your own crew <laughs> And it's, like, you trying to, like, take out, like, the your opponent's ship or something and, like, you Yeah, know. I mean, that was the thing, though. It was, like, it always sucked because, like, everybody would always play the Borg. And then, like, the Borg just, like, wreck shopped on everybody. So, like, right away it was, like, the ultimate dick move and you didn't even have to play, like, any other cards. And, like, <laughs> I mean, like, there was nothing you could do. Like, Ferengis, Romulans, like, you know, Klingons, like, all of them just cannon fodder. It just, it just sucked. Yeah, it was the worst. Well, I guess we should stop talking about awful CCGs of the past, but that is, man, we should, you know what, Shannon, we should totally like do that one day. We should put an episode together. That's like a deep dive on old collectible card games. Cause me, me and you have some experience and stories that once we start going <laughs> down that rabbit hole that I think would be fun <laughs> to, uh, uh, 
I was like, I used to play the Neopets card game. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> Neopets. I think I played that on MySpace, I think, maybe. Was that it? No, it was like a Flash Player game that you had. Well, to yeah, it was in that same era. Yeah. Well, yeah, Neopets had its own website that you had to log into and stuff and feed your Neopets and play games to earn points and do whatever with them. How did that never get rebranded with, like, an app and, like, relaunched? They were supposed to, actually, a Dude, while I back. I could they've done that, like, multiple times, and it's just never gotten any traction. I mean, it seems like it seems like you could have come out with Neopets Go and just, like, made Pokemon Go, but Neopets, and you would they, have... I thought they tried to do, like, a Tamaguchi-adjacent, like, mm. uh, like Neopets thing, uh, and I don't think it did well. Cause yeah, I remember I had a girlfriend back in the mid aughts that was like all about that Neopet life. Like collected the figures, all that, all that shit. Mm. It was disturbing. She was in her mid twenties, but <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what ifs? Uh, we don't judge here. Um, so okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, uh, what we have been playing with our weekly consultation. Uh, I beat Pokemon Snap. I saw credits. And then, uh, as I said on Discord, I had to move on to play another game, and it came out a Tiger game. And then Justin put up a picture of Ty the Tiger 3 for the PlayStation 2, which... Or the Tasmanian Tiger, I mean, for the PlayStation 2. And sadly, that wasn't what I was moving on to. I was trying... To move on to Resident Evil 8. But hey guys. Uh, that's not a game I can play when little kids are around. And there was not a lot of time when little kids weren't around. So I played a lot more Pokemon Snap. Because there's good post-game content in that. But uh, that game's still good. Still fun. So is there like a zombie tiger in like Resident Evil 8? Is that what you're referring to? No, no. no. That was I was trying to say another game. And it. I, I mistyped as yeah. a tiger game. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. Gotcha I got now. I got auto corrected to yeah. a tiger. Zach but, yeah. was doing the whole T nine word thing on his phone, mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out if, like, you know, he was actually talking about being like a cub to, like, you know, the vampire ladies, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that when that um, art came out of uh, <laughs> the lady vampire holding up Master Chief by the neck, Justin had a uh, strong feelings, strong reactions <laughs> to that to that image um my 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 quote for the image was that i had never wanted to be master chief more in my life (laughs) (laughs) uh so people have heard my thoughts about pokemon snap but shannon how about you tell the people what you think about some pokemon snap because you were very skeptical last week uh you know i'll be the first to admit i threw major shade on this game uh and you know I, i i i was wrong let me just put it out there. I, I there's I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was wrong. Say it loud fun. for people in the back. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. It's your whole chest. <laughs> no, uh. Uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like a my first shooter. Like you know, it's kind of it's got that feel to it. You're on rails. Like you don't have to really worry about a lot. Like you pelt things with fruit. You take a picture of it. Um, you get graded on it. Um, you know, there's things. You know, it kind of works on your timing because. You know, things fly at you or they're swooping around and, you know, sometimes you want to get that action shot. Um, you know, it's kind of more timing and luck than anything else. Um, 
my son loves this game. Mm. Uh, and I, that's one thing that I like about it is it's very uh, user friendly. Um, and I don't have to explain all the controls. There's like a handful of controls. He doesn't have to use all of them to be good at the game. And he loves just running through the levels and seeing something different like every time. Uh, he doesn't care what the names of the Pokemon are, but he's having a blast. And he a lot of times gets better pictures than I do because, you know, I'm sitting there looking for all the little nuances and he's just like, I'm taking a picture of that. I'm taking a picture of that. I'm taking, I don't care. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's fun to explore with him and see him get excited about the new areas. So, you know, not just for the nostalgia factor with my son, uh, it's a, a huge like win for me. But yeah, it's great. It's fun. I love it. I was wrong. Nice. I will eat my words. I I will take that. I take all the bad things I said about it, all the mockery away. I'm sorry, guys. It uh, yeah. It, it what you were saying before the the show. It it has that like secret sauce thing. It really does. Like it 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 doles out enough new things every time you go through, or enough new interactions, or enough new responses that it just keeps you going. It really does. And then. You know, I'll tell you, once you beat the game, you it opens up uh, a couple more Pokemon that show up. It opens up uh, night areas on some areas that don't have night currently, uh, things like that. And it it keeps you going. It's one of those, like, I, I beat it four days ago, and I could still pick it up right now and find new things. And I think that's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool in that regard. Yeah, like all those little, like, challenges and, and things like that. I think the I think I'll be going at it for a while. Yeah, which is great. It's, it's a great and it's a great pickup and play. You mm-hmm. can always you can always just do a run or two and you're good. You yeah, know? it's not one of those games that you'll put down in for three months and then pick it back up and be like, oh, I have to start over because I don't know the yeah. controls. There's like yeah. three controls. <laughs> uh, what's what's your favorite level so far? Uh, well, I've only got I've only done like the first uh, area with like the park and then the nighttime uh, luminescent thing. Okay. And then I went to the waterfalls like right after it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much where I ended, um, you know, because I did that first part like so many times, like trying yeah. to get like everything. Um, so, you know, so far uh, I do like the the night level on at the park, um, you know, um I, I do like seeing all the different types of Pokemon. Now that I have apples, I can throw at them. Like mm-hmm. I'm pelting everything with apples. I'm just spamming apples everywhere. Are you yelling um, yeet when you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't Otherwise, do it. Really I can't do it too Pokemon. late at night, but yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to mix it up like a yeet here and there. And then a Kobe every once in a while, just to keep it <laughs> real. Just the throwback. But yeah, it's uh it's super fun. Um, I'm, I'm getting a kick out of it. Uh, Justin, have you been it yet? No, I haven't beaten it. Um, I played it a little bit over the weekend and stuff, but I I still haven't gotten credits because I've mainly kind of I've been doing kind of the same thing, just playing the same level like over and over, trying to max out mm-hmm. certain areas and stuff. So, what I've level been... are you uh, are you on currently? Um, I just uh, I don't like I don't think I've really progressed any further like i've pretty much just been doing like the volcano and then like i went back and played like the the desert desert one during the day and stuff a bunch of times to Mm -hmm. get it to level three and stuff so i could do the alt path now to get like the tyranitar and stuff gotcha yeah yeah like what's the max level you can max out each of the areas four 
But some levels, like some areas, max out at three. Like, yeah, that's true. That is true. Dependent, yeah. but yeah, four is like the absolute highest. But some areas max out a little bit earlier at like three. Okay. Um, but yeah, the uh, the volcano is probably my favorite level. I think it's a really cool level and a really cool layout. Um, the jungle, though, even though it's the second level of the game, is probably my favorite. Outside of the volcano, it's probably my favorite level. Like I think it's just the the pacing of the Pokemon in the level is really good, mm-hmm. and they give you a really good variety throughout the whole thing. So I'm I'm a big fan. Um, it's still taking over my entire house, by the way. <laughs> I think it's going to for a while. Like I mean, you, you that thing will probably keep you going until the new one comes out at the end of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep that Pokemon train rolling. All right, what else have you been playing, Shane? So, um, your and my friend, uh, Carlos, um, Mm -hmm. Carlos Fred, uh, sent me a code for a game called Demio, which is a VR game for the Oculus Quest 2. Never trust uh, a man with two first names, I'm telling you. I know, but let me ask you some questions. All right. Do you like Dungeons & Dragons? Sure. Do you (laughs) like the thought of playing with a bunch of people but not actually seeing a bunch of people physically mm. i mean that's probably better than seeing them <laughs> i don't know do you like do you like drinking in your underwear with your vr goggles on in your own house without having to worry about being judged about your life choices uh i would not do that but if i was doing that yes then this Absolutely. game is perfect for you because it's basically awesome. Dungeons and Dragons with a, a full board in front of you where mm-hmm. the characters you move the characters like um, actual figurines like in like a Warhammer kind of setting. Mm. But the characters, when they attack, have movements and um, when they attack and kill things like there's animations for the enemies that die as well. Um, you have four classes that you can choose from assassin. Mm-hmm. Warlock, Ranger, Warrior, um, and it's a four-player multiplayer game. Uh, you can pivot the board, and you can zoom in or out, so you can get clearer detail on what's happening in each of the rooms. Um, essentially, what happens is you get um, three or four cards to start out with, but after um, set amount of kills, like every time you kill a certain um, enemy or creature in the room, your gauge fills up, and if you fill it up, you get another activity card. Um, so basically, uh, what you have is all these abilities that you can use to benefit your team. Um, your goal is to find the key, unlock the door, go downstairs into the, uh, the next level, eventually kill a boss and complete Mm -hmm. the level game is hard as balls. The, uh, comedy comes with playing with other people. Um, and them wanting to set traps like the ranger can set out oil pots so that he can then shoot them and have them explode. It creates like an area of effect. Um, you know, the assassin can um, stealth and like sneak up and backstab people. Um, the warrior has armor and then he can charge in a straight line or in a diagonal line and like, you know, take out a bunch of enemies that way. Um, and you know, you, there is friendly fire, so you do have to think about where you're going to place things or what you're going to blow up without Oh man, that, that right there (laughs) almost makes me want to like watch someone play this game. (laughs) Just the fact that you can like, you know, 
new Super Mario Brothers it. Like, oh, dude! Like yeah. so, the um, so the the warrior he he has this ability where he can um, uh, summon an elemental to help you out. So the elemental just goes around; it just wrecks shop, right? Like, I mean, yeah. everybody has two actions that they can do each round, but like this guy, like he's got like three, or he's got like a bonus action, so he's just going around like killing things. But the thing is, is um, when his time is up he basically just explodes and whatever element he is it does an area of effect of that elemental damage um i didn't know that um so i was (laughs) i was controlling a ranger and i had shot this uh, arrow that was like a portal so basically it Mm -hmm. sucks everything towards that one location um i wasn't really paying attention where i was shooting and i shot it at my uh warrior so it pulled everybody close to him, and then um, the elemental just was like, ah, I'm done, and then blew up, and then killed my mage, killed my warrior. I was like, well, fuck, I'm done. Like, <laughs> like this round's over. Um, it's and, like the, I didn't know that, and yeah. Yeah, it's, good. it's a learning lesson. Um, but, you know, in that respect, it's kind of like a roguelike, because, like, you're also getting experience points to level up your characters and get new outfits. Um, so your characters become stronger and then you'll be able to progress further in the dungeon. Um, if you clear out a level of the dungeon, uh, it repopulates. So there's no getting away. There's no like time to rest or like, you know, fix your guy, fix yourselves up for the next level. Like you just need to go and like get down to the next level and take out the boss before like everything kills you. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's fun. Like I'm having a lot of fun with it, and it's a it's a great buy. It's like twenty four ninety nine um on the uh, the Oculus right now, so okay. I highly recommend it, or at least watch somebody play it. It's hilarious. Um, Justin, what are you playing this week? So besides Pokemon Snap, which you know we already talked, so I'm not gonna go too far since I haven't really progressed much further since I've just kind of played the same levels over and over, trying to get better pictures, get some four star ones, try and do some like. Of the side. I still haven't gotten Grookey to do a handstand. I was telling Shannon about <laughs> that before. So, like, when I went over to my friend Matt, it's like one of the first like side quest things you get is like to get the Grookey to do a handstand. Mm-hmm. And I went through that level four or five times, never got him to do a handstand. When I was over at my friend Matt's, he did it for him like the first time. So I thought it was like a guaranteed thing. And then I realized I'm like, dude, this isn't like a guarantee. And it's like at the very end of the level. So it's not like, oh, I can just like go in like 30 seconds don't get it just restart try again no you have to go through the entire level and then you get to the end and it's like i'm like do the handstand i'm like all zoomed in on him focus i'm like he's gonna do the handstand and then he's just standing there and i just peg him with an apple i'm like you little bitch like <laughs> never did a handstand <laughs> like wasted my time and then after doing it like four times i'm like dude i'm not going through this again i'll just circle back later and try and get it but i played some Resident Evil 8. Mm. Um, yes. I want to hear about this. Yes. Me too. I have Friday. questions. Uh, so I'm playing it on Megan's PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wish it was for just new consoles. Um, in the sense that just like, I mean, it runs well and stuff on the PS5. It's one of those things, though, where it's like you can tell like looking at like people's hair and stuff that it's PS4. Like, you know, with the PS5, like, you know, their hair effects and, like, whatever. It kind of makes me wish it was. Or that they did an update, which might come later or something, where it's, like, like what they did with Destiny or whatever, where it's just PS5, whatever. So it ups, like, the graphics and stuff to make it a little bit nicer. 
but I mean, it looks nice. Um, I've been playing it with headphones and using the 3D audio, mm-hmm. and that is terrifying. <laughs> that is probably one of the best parts of the game is the 3D audio, nice. and that has what has made it as scary as it's been with me playing because I've been playing in a dark room with the 3D audio, but it's like it reminds me of like when I played Outlast for the first time with the audio where it's like you can hear people walking behind you like every little noise and stuff you can just hear it and it'll play in like certain sections of like the headphones and stuff it's like you hear people like in, on the floor above you and houses and stuff like footsteps like walking and stuff so it's like very creepy awesome um I so you play as Ethan Winters again who was the main protagonist in Seven Mm-hmm. And, dude, they put him through the fucking ringer in this one. <laughs> like, the opening for that game is so over the top that it seems like a dream sequence at first. And then you realize, no, like, this is happening. I thought for sure it was going to be, like, a bad dream. Nope, it just kept going. And I was like, that really just happened. And shit just happens over and over. It's like, but I like that because... It's ridiculous, but they lean so far into it. Like, like, yeah, we know this seems insane, so we're just going to push it all the way. And it's like, all right, I'm here for it. So basically like, Resident Evil 9 is going to be like this dude, like psychotic break, and he's just going to be in like a mental asylum. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's not necessarily like a spoiler. So it's like in 7, Ethan loses his hand. And, yeah. you know, he gets it stapled back on. Where, well, yeah, he loses his hand again in 8. <laughs> like, it's good. Like, they just love making him lose his hand. <laughs> like, was it his right. other hand, or was it the same hand? Um, I think it was a different hand, if I remember <laughs> He's correctly. just like, not again. <laughs> um, so, wait, because in 7, Ethan gets uh, infected, right? Yeah. And so is that what like, that happens in the first 10 minutes of the game? I never played it, so spoilers. Yeah, you never um, will. And you never will. Um, d- does that carry forward? Do like effects from that carry forward into this game at all? So, like, I don't like. I'm assuming so, because so like for so Ethan loses his hand. And yeah. Like it towards the beginning in eight, he loses his hand like pretty early in the beginning of the game. He fucking just puts it back on and then dumps shit on his hand and reattaches his hand sleeve and all back to his arm (laughs) and so i'm assuming that's possible because of the they don't really explicitly explain that but i'm assuming that him being infected from before is why he can just reattach his limb (laughs) do do you have like regenerating healing or anything no um you do have to use health Okay. Okay. So it is Resident Evil in that regard. Yeah. So you have like you, there's herb and stuff, but it's not like typical like Resident Evil Four or whatever, like green herb and red herb and stuff. Basically, there's a crafting system, and you're basically you make medicine or whatever with crafting green herb and Mm -hmm. I forget the other things called the liquid or whatever. But yeah, back in my college days, I crafted my own green herb too. But you know, that's the. Yeah, you did, buddy. So uh, my question to you is um, this uh, vampire queen, uh, like this huge hulking lady that everybody is waifuing over. um, 
she is uh is she like the big bad like is she um like a predominant figure in the in the game so that's kind of what's funny too is i mean she's in all the marketing material like uh once you get to the castle and stuff you see her like in the beginning of the game you don't really see her um i'd say i'm probably about i'd say about a third of the way through the game and where i'm at is i just beat her i just did the boss fight and so Mm -hmm. she's I'm assuming she's dead, but for so, and that was like a third of the way in. I'm going to go ahead and assume she's not. And so that's kind of my thing is like, I, I think that like, there's other people that they've introduced. Like they've like at the beginning of the game, they pretty much introduced that. Like she's not really the one in control of kind of what's happening. So I know there's something bigger than her that like, she's like the head honcho, but she reports to somebody else. And so it's kind of my understanding that that somebody else is going to end up being like the final boss of the game. Kind but, of, it reminds me a little bit of like how the, the, what was he, Baron or Prince or whatever in four, mm-hmm. how he was like running that castle and sending everyone to get you. But like, he wasn't the one. Yeah. He was like, like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Actually, how, that, that was something I've read and I wanted to ask you. Um, I've been seeing a lot of comparisons to four actually with village. And do you think that comparison holds like, are you getting four vibes from this yeah, game? It is very much like a blend of seven and four. If okay. I had to pick two resident evil games that it kind of, you can feel like it's taken inspiration from it's definitely seven and four. I'm dude. I'm there for that. It's like, I Those honestly, are probably my two favorites, to be honest. So, so, like, at the very beginning of the game, there's, like, as you're working your way, like, to the village and stuff, there's, like, a sequence where there's a bunch of lichen, mm-hmm. and you have a knife, and, like, you get a handgun and stuff. The knife doesn't do jack shit against these <laughs> things. Like, I get that they make you kind of want to feel helpless, but it's, like, you are helpless help. Like, the knife, like, you're sitting there trying to knife them, like... You're going to be there all day if that's, like, how you're primarily trying to kill them. And, like, it gets easier to kill them and stuff, like, once you kind of upgrade stuff. But in that, like, beginning part, you're more, it's more about running away from them than it is about you actually trying to sit there and fight them all. And they're just, like, super strong. But I actually kind of really wanted them. I was expecting it. It might still happen i don't know but i was really hoping since this isn't in vr like seven that they could kind of break away from being strictly first person to i would love them to kind of do a chase scene like an re4 Mm -hmm. uh and just kind of pan out into that third like you're like running away from the bull like whatever but like running away from werewolves or like like whatever like chasing you i would prefer to do that over kind of like what i had to do in the beginning which was be in first person and run from like a dozen of these fucking things that are all trying to murder me. That would be a cool sequence though. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yes, big, big mama, 10 foot. Uh, she's, she's terrifying. Like once you get to the castle, that's pretty much like where it picked up for me. And there's a uh, parts in there that I like, I screamed during seven and stuff, <laughs> certain parts like out loud. And there's a there was parts where I screamed while playing eight in the room because it's like she'll just like Mr. X you like sometimes oh. where it's like she's walking around like there it's a point where you don't really see her 
a lot, but then like as you're getting closer to like her boss, she's like walking around the cat. She's actively trying to hunt you at this point, and she's like going full on Mr. X. And there's one point, so you get kind of used to just running around the castle full speed. You just kick in doors, like, whatever, because there's nothing in there except for her and, like, the daughters and stuff. Mm. And so you're, like, running. But then it gets to, like, one point where you're, like, sitting there, like, oh, I'm going to, like, run, go save real quick, check out the shop, whatever. You, like, run through the door, and then, boom, like, 10-foot mama bitch right there. And she's just, like, <laughs> ducking. And she's, like, was getting to ready to walk in the room as, like, I was leaving the room. So you, like, run in the door, and it was, like, duck. And she's, like there you are ethan and i was like oh shit and she's like got me like right there and i'm like trying to run around her and she's so big she's like blocking the hall and i'm like nope 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 and i like run around trying to lure her out so i can like go around her i'm like nope 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 get out of here i'm like she's gonna kill me oh that's funny now do you feel that this is more of a experience you watch or an experience that you interact with like mike miller is said he is displeased with the amount of watching that he is doing like do you feel how do you feel about it like in the beginning i mean i think like there's like definitely some like parts where you're kind of just watching but after the like general intro I don't think it's it's not like Metal Gear Solid where you play for like two minutes and then you have to watch a 16 minute cutscene or anything like <laughs> Robbie's like just kind of his ears went on fire right now and he's just <laughs> kind of like rolling around uncomfortably on the floor. He's like, yeah, it's saying? one of those things where it's like he can be mad about it, but he knows it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i don't think it's like super cutscene heavy or like watching heavy i mean there's like one cutscene where like listening to like her on the phone or whatever that lasts a little long but besides that i don't think you're really just watching the game but if i had to choose like so so, so you're saying it's nowhere near like yeah metal gear or final fantasy levels you know square the old square rpg type shit you know like if i had to pick the two like i think seven to me is so far at least is still like the better game like i think the setting in seven is scarier and like being in like going from the house to like the old house and stuff like that shit was scary but in comparison though in eight the enemy diversity compared to seven is way higher which i like like. that Yeah, yeah i do like that like the enemies are actually like more interesting then seven they were just kind of i felt like they just threw them in places just to be there and stuff whereas they kind of have i feel more of a purpose in eight and there's like i said a bit of diversity and i like the fact from what i've heard too the game's not super long like shannon was kind of talking about that before the podcast that he had heard that too and stuff that like i think you can get through the game probably in about like eight hours which i'm totally fine with because they kind of put an emphasis to while you're playing on it that like they kind of want you to play it again Mm -hmm. and because you can't upgrade like all your weapons like in one playthrough and stuff like that so they kind of want you to like maybe play focus on like one to two weapons to kind of upgrade all the way through and then like play again and maybe use like some different weapons or whatever for that playthrough gotcha I, uh, I, I can't wait to get started on it it's it's one of those things I just have to, I'm going to have to stay up real late a few nights and and get grinding on it, I think, because I, I love these games and I'm super hyped for it. So And play some Control. 
Oh yeah, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I seriously, it's been so long now. I have to go back and replay the like this from the hotline, like to wherever I'm at, so I can, <laughs> I can be able to. I mean, talk I got about it. I got the uh, the carousel horse, so I can do like the double jump thing now. I got nice. I got that far. Yeah. Yeah. See, I got the uh, last one I remember playing. I got the dash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> the dash. Yeah. So I got to that point. So. Um, but yes, we, we will talk about control. I, I need to get back on that horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is my fault. I will own that one. Um, speaking of, uh, damage, taking damage, we should talk about Invincible. Yeah, I was going to say the segue should be like, I don't mean to derail this train. <laughs> uh, damn it, that's so much better. <laughs> hard cut, hard cut. <laughs> It was uh, it's like uh, what was that? Jack Black in High Fidelity when they're in the record shop making lists, and uh, Dave says something, and Jack Black's like, "Fuck, that was so good, that should have been mine." That's totally- <laughs> <sighs> ah, damn it. Speaking of derailing, why don't we move on to Invincible? I'm just stealing it now. Yeah, you're like, yeah. the magic of editing it will be mine. Yeah. Don't, worry, don't worry about editing this one, Shannon. I got it. Um, uh, <clears throat> the uh, So, yes, we will talk about uh, Invincible, the season, and specifically the finale here. So if you have not seen Invincible, you should get on that because it's amazing. And uh, come on back and listen to us talk about how it ends, or season one ends, I should say. And, uh, gentlemen, that last episode, holy shit. Like, dude, it just builds up and builds up, and the last episode did not disappoint. No, and like, you know, the whole fight with Audi Man, he's got like the red eyes, he's just wild. Like, he's gone like full overboard, evil, crazy bastard. Like, Pretty much, like you, like he's like, oh man, he's like, my son is so weak-willed, like you don't understand, and he's yeah. like, I will make you understand by just breaking you, like mentally and physically, and it was just a, uh, yeah, it was from like then this, on. It was like <laughs> this weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how tough you are by like hurting you as much as possible in every way. And it was just weird, but that fight scene was, and it was, it's one of the best animated fight scenes I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't think that's hyperbole and I don't think that's recency bias. Like that fight scene was fucking nuts and it went for like 20 minutes. (laughs) You know, like it was just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he hits him through, like, the three buildings and, like, obliterates everybody on the street. And I'm like, that's rough. Like, Mm -hmm. people, people died, like, body parts, like, indiscriminately, like, kids, women, like, the building falls. He's trying to hold it up. The building falls. He's left holding an arm of a person. (laughs) You're just like, wow, that's raw. And then they hit the train and you're just like, holy crap. (laughs) And then they hit the train. I mean... (laughs) When he holds up Mark in front of him, in front of the oncoming subway train, and then just proceeds, they give you the first person view of just bodies splattering around Mark as he's like literally using his son as a shield 
and just obliterating human bodies as he goes through them. It's like, God damn. And it was um, like, and it went for an uncomfortably long amount of time way, too. You know, it's like you were just long. like, okay, I get it. I get, I, well, I, 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 now I'm feeling bad. <laughs> like, these yeah, are animated yeah. people and I'm feeling bad. <laughs> Dude, Ooh. one of my other favorite parts was after he like beat the shit out of him and he's sitting there looking at him with his front teeth kicked in and yeah. then it pans to him as a kid when he's like missing his front teeth. I'm like, yeah. Dude, like that is so fucked. Yeah, you well, can and... see the insanity kind of creep in too because he's like, I should be ruining everybody here and I can't. Like, I just yeah. can't. And actually, I thought that was like a total Futurama moment where. Futurama was really good at like out of fucking left field. They'd hit you with like all the emotion at once. And the way that line of like in 500 years, everyone, you know, would be dead. And then what do you have? And the way that line of delivery of I'd have you dad, like it was, it was brutal. Like, Oh my God. It was just one of those like, yeah, I get why he fucking left Earth after that. I'd want to leave too. Shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Just fucking like, I wanted to leave the room and I'm just watching it on TV. Like, oof. Awkward. Uh, like, yeah, it's, uh, I, I would have liked to see Invincible just land one, like, hurt him once. Mm-hmm. Just, so, just to show that there was that, you know, that there, there is a reason for him getting the piss beat out of him other than yeah. just like, you know, uh, a, a being a silent objector, I guess you could say. Or, or just uh, to show that like, he was a worthy opponent to his father in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just give me a, like a, a Rocky for the Russians cut moment. Like he didn't have to win, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, like to your point, show me that you could hurt him, you mm-hmm. know, at least, at least make him bleed or something. Yeah. Cause, know? Because the world threw everything at Omega Man and, like, didn't do shit. <laughs> I mean, even the alien that they brought from the other planet. I mean, it was giving him a run for his money, but I don't think he would have made it. Uh, I mean, you know, I I, uh, yeah. you know I, I'd, I'd be down to see uh, Omega Man versus Battle Beast. I'd be down for that fight. But <laughs> we can could, we could talk about Battle Beast in a second, because that was another fight of, like, ho- holy shit. Dude, like, I was like, yeah, before the final one that episode with battle beast was my yeah. absolute that's honestly my next favorite episode after mm-hmm. the last one and battle beast was cool but it was like the ending how fucked up the ending of that episode was yeah. where it was like you just used invincible to basically steal the seed of power and like never really gave a shit and like all <laughs> of his friends got like butchered and shit like trying to murder yeah <laughs> well and and i don't know if Shannon, you might have been out of comics by this, but do you remember, Justin, when they relaunched uh, X-Factor as it almost had like a 70s look to it and it had like a whole new team and it did kind of what this series does is anyone can get it at any time. Like you you just were never comfortable reading any issue of the book because someone was going to die and it could be the, the leader of the team could be the most popular character you don't know because they did that shit like every other episode and it was just like oh my god and that's that's the feeling i have with invincible outside of mark and and nolan anyone is fair game 
in this show. Like, if they killed the mom off, I wouldn't be shocked at this point. If they, you know, like... I actually thought she was gonna die. Like, yeah. I thought Amiya was just gonna, like, show Mark, like, yeah, dude, I don't give a shit about your mom and just, like, kill totally. her in front of him. But, yeah, it's one of those things where, like... Oh, yeah, when he's describing her as a pet. Yeah. Basically. It's like, yeah, we put down dogs or something. Like, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like... Yeah, I was like, that also, throughout the entire thing, also really, I really liked uh, Cecil. Like, yeah, they Cecil's make you really cool. like Cecil. Like, he's such a good, like, where he's like a dick, but he's like a good dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, uh, and apparently they're bringing the immortal back for a third time to get ripped in half again. I was, was going to say, like, I think that's like the running joke. Like, every time you see him, you just know he's going to get ripped in half somehow. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, bro, don't charge Omni Man the second you come back to life. You got hand, you got handled the first time, dude. Like, come on. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, in a sense, I find it funny that Omni Man's only weakness was his child. Like, in the end of the day, like, and it made him kind of give up his post, which apparently no one's ever done, but he did. And I'm super stoked for where this is going and i know the whole story is out there like robbie has told us that like he's got the whole story because it all came out you know 15 years ago in the comics i don't want to read it now though i I, i'm at the point where i don't want to know where this is going i am enjoying the ride too much and i don't want to get ahead of it um i mean there's i i liked all the stuff they teased at the very end you know with the twins or the brother or the clones, whatever the fuck they are. Uh, and then the, uh, I, dude, the shout out, Doc Seismic. Training up, training up some creatures. Mold people underground. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, he's not dead. Because I thought after episode three, when they just like, threw his ass in the lava, I'm like, oh, he's gone. But um, <laughs> I like seeing Doc Seismic again. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I, I am so shocked about how good this show was. I mean, between the three main comic book series we've had in this last run of Scarlet Witch, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Invincibles, Invincibles was the only one that stuck the landing. Like, that season-ending episode was just perfect, I thought. Like, it had everything you wanted that they've been building up towards. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, really, the only kind of dog episode from the whole run was the Mars one, in my mind. And I mean, even that was fun, but it just wasn't on the same scale. Yeah, as it was the rest just slower and didn't really progress yeah. the plot in any real yeah. way. I would, I would even say the first episode was like the the lame duck, at, with the exception of the last five minutes. Yeah, the the last five minutes kind of save it. But you're mm-hmm. right; it it spends forty minutes being like, "Oof, what is this? Why am I watching this?" To like, "Holy shit, I have to watch all of this." Yeah, it, I went from eh, it was all right to holy crap. <laughs> dude, dude I yeah, just it was good. karate chops that dude's head off his shoulders. It's like holy shit. Dude, yeah, I when, thought for sure Nolan was gonna kill the uh, the suit maker guy too. Like when he came with the beers, I was like, oh no, this is like some like Godfather. <laughs> I would watch a whole series just on like the Cecil group. Just like they're like the office they work at. I just want to sit uh, uh, a show set in that office. You know, it'd be great. I know. I was a little bummed that uh, Cecil's right hand man like 
got taken out. Like that yeah. was kind of a bummer. But um, but yeah, I mean the the that team is dope. Like I would, yeah, I guarantee you if episode if seasons two and three of Invincible do well, that they'll get a spinoff. They'll do something. And and Cecil like you know kind of kind took on Omni Man and didn't die, which I thought was pretty pretty impressive in its own right. Like Cecil doesn't take any shit, and I kind of dig it. You know. He got yeah. He got close to getting wrecked though. He got he almost oh, got got. He was there. It was it, it, <laughs> he was two seconds away, two seconds in, and like a tick more adrenaline away from being over. But who whoever is running that teleporter needs a pay raise. <laughs> he did a hell of a lot better than uh, that subway train full of people. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I I want. I want Battle Beast to come back and I want, I don't know, man. I want Invincible to like kind of grow into his role more. Cause when you think about the whole run, this was eight episodes of Mark getting his fucking ass kicked mm-hmm. for like eight episodes. Like he gets kind of h- handled in every episode. <laughs> it's one of those like, okay, like at some point I get it. He's new to the game and all that. He's also like essentially a god, and I kind of wanted to see him just start handling some business, like outside of the the new guardian get together when he like pulls Monster Girl off, dude. Like outside of that, that was like the one moment they gave him in the whole run of flashing what he can do. Yeah, but I think there's I think that what they're trying to show is that like he doesn't want to be like that super violent Omni Man who's just like crushing people's skulls. Like he kind of well, wants to, you know. I, I get that, but at the same time, like protect yourself, son, dude. Like that'll be that'll be kick the shit out of him. I mean, come on. And it's like I think, uh, you know, as we go into season two, I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be like a decent time, like time jump, like at least probably like a year, yeah, or so, like between guess. season one, season two. So he, I think we're going to see a lot stronger, like more confident Mark and stuff at the mm-hmm. beginning of season two. Gotcha. Oh shit! We uh, anyone else have any other invincible things they want to talk about before we hit our last things? I just remember we never talked about the Carnage trailer. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> ah. Well, then t- drop some invincible shit on me. What do you got? No, no. I'm just saying it's like we just ate the dessert before we had our vegetables. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> well, we we should talk about it. It was new. Um, the thing I loved, uh, was I saw on Twitter today after the the trailer dropped, uh, someone posted up a tweet from like two years ago that was like, I want to see, uh, the second, the Venom sequel start with Venom making breakfast and like all these crazy, like pratfalls will happen and comedic things. And it'll show like how time has passed and how they've learned to live together and all this, and that's literally how this trailer starts. <laughs> it's like Venom making breakfast. <laughs> it was, God, uh, it's so bad. Like it, that yeah. whole the intro. Like when he walks into that liquor store, and you hear Venom's voice like for the first time speaking in a sentence, and he's like, "Give me some chocolate. I want some chocolate." And you're just like, "No, please, no!" Like that is not that is not Venom. Yeah, the Venom Why? voice they use is pretty rough. Pretty rough. Mm. It makes me cry. I 
I do like Woody Harrelson as uh, Cletus Cassidy, though. I I think I think that's good casting. Bro, that wig is gross. Yeah, yeah, it is, <laughs> and I kind of I'm here for it. Like, he looks disgusting, and like, yeah, Cletus Cassidy is a fucking piece of shit. So I'm here for it. Uh, Justin, thoughts? Garbage trailer. Like, it's one of those things where I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm not gonna pay money to see it. Yeah. But I will definitely watch Shake, it. Shaky theater cam incoming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I'll do it better than that. Like, last super shaky theater cam I watched was the reboot of Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And I could never be bothered to watch a DVD quality version of it. So yeah, that, would have, do... that would have only made it worse. That yeah. made it worse. <laughs> I was like, at least I can blame some of the visuals on the fact that it was like filmed 40 feet away with a Sony camera. But, um, yeah, I mean, it looks more of the same, I guess. I do like Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Like, when they show, like, the actual, like, few, like, little clips of Carnage and stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. he looks good. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, plot-wise and just, like, general tones of stuff, it still looks kind of like a, you know, pre-Marvel-era superhero movie. Are they still making the Mobius movie? As far as I know. Or did they make that already? Like, that never came out, right? No. I don't know if it's a movie. I thought it was supposed to be, like, a show or something, but... Because that was supposed to have, uh, like, Spider-Verse tie-ins, right? And uh, the... I wonder if they're going to bring more into this movie with with the Sony seeming to establish a Spider-Man movie cinematic universe without Spider-Man. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to do that. Like, it'd be kind of cool if these, these all started to bleed together a little bit. You let's, know, just, I, let's just get a good movie with Carnage and Venom in it instead of trying to shoehorn all these extra characters. Like, you know... Don't do a Which, shitty job on a whole bunch of characters. Just do a I'm, shitty I'm job with on you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, apparently, uh, Morbius got pushed back to January 21st. So. Oh, Which, 2023? 2022. <laughs> but uh, we, all, we all know the best movies come out in January. So I'm sure it'll be a banger. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, but yeah. yeah it, movie. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just give me one good Venom movie first. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I I I I did not see the original Tom Hardy Venom, um, and I was like, oh, maybe with all my subscription services, it's on one of those like things because it's not a good mm-hmm. movie, right? Like, I mean, I mean, it's no, it's not, it's not a good movie. So, like, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, maybe I'll watch it for the special effects, and they wanted fourteen ninety nine to watch that movie. I was like, nope. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm still that waiting. Is... That is, uh, let's see if it comes to Netflix at some mm-hmm. point or something. It was on Netflix at a certain point, and I just did not. Uh, I think it was on Hulu, actually, and I just didn't watch it at the time. Yeah, you, know? you missed out. <laughs> did I, though? <laughs> <laughs> Narrator voice. No, he didn't. Um, oh, um, I did watch. I'll tell you, I did finish The Mitchells versus The Machines. Yeah, you did. And that was a great movie. And my son has watched it uh, four times already since yeah. uh, Sunday. So. My, da- my daughter makes me do the moose call with her like every day. Which is <laughs> funny. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, the uh, the the pig dog loaf of bread uh, gets me every time. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> Never not funny. Uh, the thing that slaughters my son is when the car is falling and right before it crashes, the robot grabs it in the beam so it doesn't crash <laughs> and then the dog falls out of it and he looks down and he's like what the and then his head blows up and the car drops on him <laughs> gets him every time so yeah that's far. that's hilarious the just the slow roll of that dog falling out of the car too is yeah is yeah. seals the deal yeah manchi is a hero amongst dogs i'm a big manchi stan this is now a manchi stan podcast <laughs> <laughs> justin you need to watch that movie it's fantastic I've been, I've been seeing a lot of ads for it on Twitter and stuff like I need to. Um, I mean, I I'm, don't want to make you not watch Mortal Kombat for the 19th time, <laughs> but you should watch Missile vs. the Machine. No, I'll tell you. So what, I, what I've been watching is, uh, you know me, if you've yeah. listened to the podcast, I don't watch a lot of sports. Like, I don't really watch football, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, any of that. The one sport I do watch, robot fighting. <laughs> and there was a new season of BattleBots. Uh, it was on Discovery Plus, which I don't have, so I just torrented the season of the new BattleBots. And... See, I want I want them to make like. See, when I when I th- hear robot fighting, I picture like Mech Warrior shit, not like triangles with razor blades sticking out of them driving into each other you know like but it's epic i want the 1992 robot jocks there you go (laughs) battle style (laughs) no i'm i I, i'm not to be clear i also enjoy the the robot fighting i think it's very fun the battle bots stuff but i just hasn't technology gotten to the point we can do some like chappy shit where someone's wearing a suit and you got two robots and you're like pretending to, you know, like boxing and the robot copies your moves. Can we do that? Like, oh, pretty you, bad. yeah, real steel. Yeah, <laughs> some real steel. You know, you know, I mean, in Japan, they got like a full size like mobile suit Gundam that like kneels and like stands up and like, you know, it doesn't move like can't walk. But like, I mean, it's still it's a functioning robot. It's Bring a vampire. It goes into a castle in a Resident Evil game. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But maybe, maybe stop watching some razor bladed wedges and uh, mm. check out Mitchell's versus the Machines. It's glorious. I mean, who's your boy, Justin? Like, who, in in the Robot Wars, like, who's your who? What's your team? Who's your backer? Like, who who you so, going? So my number one favorite robot is Tombstone. He's the one where he like immediately decimates pretty much every like most fights with Tombstone in by knockout because it like the second or third hit from Tombstone usually obliterates whatever robot he's against in half, which mm-hmm. is pretty great. And then one of my other favorites, he's kind of like the underdog, but he was in the last season and it was his first season, and he's gonna be in this season like at the very end. But his name's Duck. And it's this little <laughs> robot. It's like this little square has little teeny wheels and it has a big like face plate and it has like a little tiny orange beak like a duck. And all it does is this little head like lifts, but that front bar is so thick, it's more like defense. Mm. And that's like pretty much how it wins most of its fights, is it just takes like less damage than the other robot, and like the other robots usually break themselves against him. <laughs> and so it's like the little and it's like the team is like a girl and like 
the dad and stuff. So it's like the like underdog, like little family team, like taking on the big ones. I love how Tombstone looks like one of those like lawnmower Roombas, essentially. <laughs> like with uh, and also the guy that makes it is like the nerdiest looking dude I've ever seen. Like it's dude, pretty amazing. It, what's funny is, and that's one of my favorite things is I like the character. Like the like he plays the part. Like he looks, he's just some like looks like someone's like granddad. But he yeah. plays like such an asshole like on screen and stuff because he's he wins a lot and stuff. Like yeah, he's like you know he's like I'm kind of the guy everybody wants to beat. He's like you know. And he's like most people when they bring out their robots, it's on like a little like trolley push cart or like mm-hmm. whatever. Tombstone comes out on a smaller robot that's oh, wheeling that's it out. Like it's that level of like fuck you, my robot's better than you. You have to push your robot. Huh, wouldn't be caught dead. A smaller robot brings out my robot. I'm surprised, I'm surprised it's not you know the body of the last robot it beat, like wheeling it out or something like that. He's like, no, he's done that before in interviews. Like he'll like grab a piece of the other robot from the battle box. It was like, yeah, it's like his trophy from like just shit that he like obliterated from the previous person. Wow. It's pretty impressive. I'm a little disappointed in duck's design. I'm just going to tell you right now. I thought it would have been like a small, like little, like black box, like square black box. It's kind of more well, of like a, a little, flat, like rectangle. Well, it's like a little aflat duck. Yeah, he's a little flat, like really low to the ground, little white mm-hmm. box with a little orange beak. Um, one of my other favorites though is Bronco, who's pretty. He's the he's like a flipper bot, and dude, he can like flip like a refrigerator like 20 feet up in the air. Jeez. Like, that's how powerful this thing is. Yeah, see, I like Bronco. Bronco's my style. I yeah, like Bronco right there. Like, I like the ones that have gimmicks like where, like, yeah, Bronco wins usually by flipping someone's robot either, A, out of the arena, or so high when it lands it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> that's great. This is a Bronco Stan account now, along with Monchi. <laughs> pro Monchi, pro Bronco. <laughs> uh, yeah. But all right, I guess that is a show. So, Justin, why don't you go ahead and take us on out of here? You know what, guys? <laughs> thank, thank you for guys. thank you for not licking your lips this time. That was really I did. It was just a little more subtle this time. Oh, okay. okay. I got I, feedback was loud and clear last time. The lip licking a little too aggressive. For <laughs> But thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. As Zach mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to come on the Discord, listen to how our listeners like to kill themselves with excessive energy drinks and all the rare and exotic flavors of G Fuel that are out there at the local stop and go, join the Discord. We also got some spoiler talk over there about invincible and i'm sure what will soon be flooded with a loki when it comes here shortly and you can also listen to us on spotify listen to us on apple Podcasts. which if you're doing that over on apple Podcasts, give us a review while you're over there let us know what you think what you like if you want shannon's phone house phone to ring more maybe he can put his phone number in the (laughs) discord so you can give us a call when we're recording set it off Leave him, leave his family a funny message. Talk like Venom, since he loves it so much. Oh, guys. <laughs> and uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Why does Venom sound like Gizmo from Gremlins?" <laughs> also, 
Go be great. Hey, guys, don't miss the chocolate. He'd also say he's like, the cutscenes in Metal Gear Solid 4 aren't that long. Hey, you gotta watch someone chop up a snake sometimes, guys. Um, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be it right there. That's the hard cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>